0: Can you get me a music stand? Sure. Hey, Kyle, will you take that somewhere? Um, yeah, so I don't mind. I don't mind coming and uh, interrupting bands and reminding you. Thank you, um, reminding you about why we do worship and, and what your role in it is, and kind of what you got to bring to the table to get something out of. It. I don't mind coming up and reminding you of that, but just. For you and, and for your personal growth, I, I hope that I hope that you start getting into a practice of, of expecting God to show up when you walk in here. Where where you don't come, yeah, you know, it's me greenhouse again. I hope you come expectant of God doing something in your life because that passage I love in James, right? If we draw near to God, He's going to draw near to us. God doesn't move; He doesn't distance Himself from us as much as you want of Him. He will pour into you. So I hope I don't have to like make you move around the room and get some space each week. I hope that you come in here and your mind, your heart's prepared and you're ready to go. Uh, Josh Beck, man, he's a dude. I love Josh Beck, right? Um, Josh Beck's awesome. Josh Beck told me that him and, uh, him and Alex started this, this thing, which I don't think anybody else in the room probably does. Um, where Him and Alex would like go spend time with God in order to be prepared to come in here and spend time with God. Oh, it's so cool. Like, they, like, planned it into their day that they were going to, hey, greenhouse tonight. We got to go, like, chill out, get by ourselves for a minute, get our Bibles out, spend some time in prayer on their own to be able to get. They wanted to get through the fog before they even got in the room, you know? I thought that was cool. So, I, I don't know. I just want, that's a little mini message from Britain about Josh Beck. So, there's that. Text Josh Beck, set him, tell him I'm talking about him. And tell him it's bad because he'll get stressed out and that'll be funny. Um, so, tonight... <laughs> Tonight we're talking about something a little different. Uh, I've never heard a message on this before. I don't think ever. Come about fasting. You ever heard a message on fasting? Yeah. Well, you've been to church more than I have then. <laughs> I, I don't hear this a lot. Fasting is kind of a weird deal for us. Like it's it's in the Bible a lot. I mean, we're kind of reading we're reading through, we're going through there, and it's like, yeah, there's some stuff about fasting. We're like, that's. Oh, I don't know what's going on there. I'm just keep you know, what's the next verse say? Somehow Jesus and we'll go back to that one, you know? We don't we don't stop and really take those I don't think we take those verses about fasting seriously. It's kinda like it's like it's a tool that we don't know what to do with. It's like it's it's like these the, in our game, those those pictures, there's these tools that at one time were useful, but it, we've kind of lost sight of what they're for. And so now it's just kind of like a cool decorative item or something. You know, like I don't know what to do with this thing. When I look at God's Word and I start reading these passages where it's talking about fasting, um, the Bible approaches it with the same kind of expectation of all these other spiritual disciplines we've been talking about in this series called Start. You know, the first week we talked about why we do these kind of things. The second week we talked about, I think, Bible study. And we, we talked about that, how that was perceived in Scripture as an expectation of us. Like, it's not, hey, you really need to spend time on God's Word. It's, it's like, hey, when you're studying and when you're memorizing God's Word, this stuff. It's an expectation. Same thing for prayer. Same thing for evangelism. It's just these, these are things that are expected of believers. And what we're going to see tonight is that fasting is one of those things. So we've lost sight of what it is, what it's for, how to do it. And it just all seems very, very foreign to us. Here's the reason I think why. I think there's, there's few things in Scripture that run so completely contrary to our culture as fasting. There's not that. I mean, there's a lot of things in God's word that run counter to our culture. But fasting just like hits so many of them so dead on. Where where our culture is one of taking. Like if I see something I want, I'm going to take it. That's kind of how we're taught. That, that if I see something that I, I want, then, then I should be able to have that thing. Not even have it in 10 years from now. I should, I should get it now, man. I don't want to wait. I, well, now. We're a culture of self-indulgence. Where if there's something that we want, that we're taught and we're trained culturally that... We're supposed to indulge in that thing that we want. There's no self-denial in our culture. That's not a part of who we are. We have this gluttonous, like, pursuit of more. So when there's this thing, this fasting, which is a denial of all that stuff that our culture teaches to it, I'm not sure we know what to do with that. In, uh, in one of my favorite books about spiritual disciplines, it's called The Celebration of Discipline. <laughs> what a great book title. Uh, it's written by a guy named Foster. He defines, he defines uh, fasting like this He says, It's the voluntary denial of a normal function for the sake of spiritual activity. I'll say that again for those of you who are going to try to memorize everything I say tonight and not take notes. You ready? The voluntary denial of a normal function. For the sake of spiritual activity. All right? So it's voluntarily giving up something that you normally do for the sake of your walk with God. Got it? It's not, so there's, that can mean a lot of different things. That can mean food, that can mean your TV or your phone, that can mean a person, that can mean a sport. That can mean a whole bunch of different stuff. We're not going to get down in the nitty-gritty of, of exactly what that's going to mean for you as an individual. We're going to look at what God's Word has to say about fasting. And then I'm going to challenge you to start figuring it out. Cool? All right. So we got a definition. we got a definition. When I was, uh, when I was in college, my sophomore year, um, summer after my sophomore year, I guess, uh, I'd been dating Jessica... Four years at that point. And then Jessica, four years at the end of my sophomore year of college. And Jessica had this super cool opportunity to go and hang out in Italy for like six or eight weeks or something. I don't know how long it was. It felt like an eternity because that's a long way. And cell phone bills are expensive when you have to call Italy once a day. Anyway, um, also, she's super cute and I like her. And, but whatever. Uh, so she's in, she's in Italy for four to six weeks, and, and I'm in Alabama, down in Tuscaloosa, and I'm, I'm working. I'm working in a church. I'm doing student ministry stuff, and uh, that was hard. It was, it was normal. If you're, if you're separated from the person you've been dating for four years, it's just kind of hard anyway for, you know, six weeks. You've never been really apart for that long. But on top of that, on top of that, she didn't know this, on top of that, I was planning my proposal. So I like was buying rings, you know, talking to parents, getting a no from a parent, you know, talking them into a yes. Great, got a yes. Now I'm buying a ring. That that hat, true story. Um, and uh, you know, <laughs> working this whole bad boy for there's. I'm, I'm if you haven't heard my the way I proposed Jessica, it's a very long story and very involved. Um, so we're doing all this stuff and like making stuff and you know having to talk this guy into letting me get on top of his building in downtown Tuscaloosa. And it's just, that's all this stuff. I'm doing all this stuff for her. I'm so my mind is like completely focused because of the whole proposal thing. But on top of that, she's not even there. And I get to talk to her for like five, 10 minutes a day. Tops. Because cell phones. I uh, don't like, you know, talking across oceans. And that's very expensive. So like, Every day we got five, ten minutes. This is the end of her. So time zone change. It's nighttime where she is. She's been doing stuff all day long. She's tired, and I'm. It's like noon where I'm at. I'm like waiting for the time when I can call her. You know. So we we call, get on the phone, and I've got five minutes to try to hear about how Rome's going. And you know, and I'm like, great, cool. I'm in Alabama, and and so I, I was I was so excited about those few minutes I was going to talk to her. I, I'll tell you this, like, man. Haven't heard be that far away. That distance, that, that, that separation caused my mind and my heart to be focused in on my relationship with Jessica in a way that really hadn't ever been before. The separation from Jessica helped me to really focus in really what I thought about our relationship and where I wanted that thing to go. Next year, we got married. Separation from some things, that craving for some things, that creates reminders in us. If you're super addicted to your phone and you have to spend a day away from it, every time you want to pick up that phone, you're going to be reminded of why you're not with that phone. And if it's because you dropped it in a lake, then you're going to be reminded how dumb you are. (laughs) But if it's because, hey, I, I, I wanted to try this whole fasting thing, every time I want to pick up that phone, I'm reminded of my relationship with Jesus and how that day was going to be a day I was going to focus up. Separation from some things can help us to focus. That's what we're going tonight, all right? Our passage is Matthew chapter 6. Go to Matthew chapter 6 in your Bibles. Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 16. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can fast from. The Bible primarily focuses on food, so that's what we're talking about. We're going to talk more about that kind of in detail later, but there's not passages about fasting from phones because they don't have phones. So we're focusing on food. Okay. That's where we're going. But we're going to apply that to different things down the road. Okay. All right. Matthew chapter six, verses 16 through 18. Here's what it says. When you fast, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites for they disfigure their faces their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they've received their reward. We're going to stop right there. There's three things in this passage I want us to see. The first one is that there is an expectation on the part of Jesus that we are going to be people who are fasting. This is Jesus talking. And he begins with, when you fast. He didn't say, hey, if you fast. Hey, if you get like super spiritual one summer in college and you want to try it one time, that time when you fast. And he's like, hey, when when you're fasting, just... This is what you need to do. It kind of throws it out there casually. The, the, the expectation is almost skipped over. He's not trying to talk you into it because he thinks you're already doing it. And if there's an expectation that we're people who fast, uh, we fall pretty short on that one, man. Probably shorter than almost anything else. We don't even try. We don't even think about it. I know I don't. I mean, like this, this isn't something I'm great at. I've never met anybody who's great at it. I remember the first time uh, I met somebody who was doing some like kind of serious, hardcore fast thing, weirded me out. I was I was at this camp, uh, this like kind of world changers camp in high school, and my crew chief. Well, this is a stupid idea anyway. He's like out working in the sun trying to build a house, and anyway, he tells me, "Hey, I, I'm 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 at the end of a 40 day fast." I was like, "How are you not dead? What are you doing?" You know, he's like, well, this is liquids only thing. I'm not suggesting you go try a 40-day liquids only fast and get on top of a roof in July in Alabama and try not to die, all right? That is not God's intention for this. But there is an expectation that we're people who fast. So maybe there's something about our culture that makes fasting weird because the Bible doesn't seem to think this is outside the norm at all. You know, the Bible doesn't even tell us like how to, how to exactly do this. It doesn't tell you like the, there's, there's you know, if, if you're going to do like a long-term kind of fast thing, there's, or even if you fast for a day, you probably shouldn't eat a cheeseburger after that because you'll vomit. <laughs> like, this, this is too much fat. You can't do it. Your stomach's empty and you hit a cheeseburger in there. You just get sick. Get, that's not a good plan. That's not a good plan. It doesn't even tell you about that because it just expects that you're seeing this as a normal part of your culture. Isn't that weird? That we've completely lost sight of something that the Bible assumes is just everywhere. There's an expectation that we're people that fast. And then he goes on from there. So he starts explaining that it's expected, and then he explains how to do it, and then how not to do it. Okay? Pretty simple. How not to do it first. We'll read that uh, back half of verse 16 again. Do not look gloomy. Some of you look pretty gloomy right now. Don't look gloomy like the hypocrites. So They disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they've received their reward. So what's going on here is that people want to be perceived as super holy. You know some people like this. They're the people that, that just, that they want you to think that they're like these spiritual giants, and they want you to think that they're better than you. So these, these folks that he calls the gloomy hypocrites, they would, uh, you know, they, they'd come in, like their, you know, hair all tasseled, and they'd have like ash on their face, and they'd, you know, try to look gaunt, even if they've only skipped like breakfast and lunch, right? They'd come in looking all terrible so that someone would ask, hey, what's wrong? Well, I'm fasting. <laughs> me and Jesus are fasting together. It's awesome. So this, this reminds me of workout guys. <clears throat> you know, guys that come in, they're like, oh, bro, I'm so sore, bro. Like, oh, you know, yeah. And they want, they want you to say, well, what, what, what are you sore for? I've been doing like 10,000 push-ups, you know, getting the pecs in, uh, you know, spring break shape or whatever. I, I don't know what they say. Whatever. But like, yeah, you know, they come in, they're like you know, stretching in class, and they're always like doing the shoulder thing. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Whatever, I don't know what they do. I don't work out, so I don't do that stuff. Anyway. um, and They they come in trying to be all hardcore so that you'll ask them about it, so they get to tell you about their workout. And then once you ask, man, that can of worms never gets back in the can. And they just go on and on about whatever reps they did. Dude, I don't care. I like Dude, I went to Wendy's for lunch. Like, I don't know. I'm skinny. Look what I can do. I don't know. I mean, but they want you to ask. They want you to ask so they can tell you. Right? This is what I do with those guys. But somebody comes, oh, so sore. I'm like, cool. And then they don't know what they do They're like, I wanted to tell you stuff, but you shut me down. I'm like, good talk. You know? Just a little tip. Tips from Britain. All right. Anyway, so that reminds me of that where Jesus is saying, hey, don't come in like the hypocrites all like gloomy looking with dirt on your face trying to make people see what you're doing. That's not what this is about. Basically what Jesus is getting at is the motivation of the thing. It's the motivation, man. It's it's about why you're doing it that matters. And if he's saying, hey, if you're doing this to, to be praised by other people, you probably shouldn't be doing it because there's really no point. He says, if that's, if that's what you're about, if you're trying, if you're trying to fast from whatever your thing is, students, if you're going to try to fast, I'm going to challenge you to try this in some way, food or otherwise. I'm going to try to challenge you to fast. And if the reason you do that is so the people around you will think that you're super holy, skip it. Don't even try. This is, that's just dumb. What he says of them is, truly I say to you, they've received their reward already. Great. Somebody that really doesn't matter that much thinks you're holy and you're not one step closer to Jesus. You just wasted your time. It's all about the motivation. I'm going to add a couple more a couple more things, a couple more reasons not to fast. A couple more, all right? By the authority of all scripture. We're people who are saved by grace through faith in Jesus. We place our trust in Jesus and he forgives us of our sins because of what he did on the cross. When we place our trust in his sacrifice on that cross, we're forgiven. That's what saves us. We don't earn our way back to God. So if you're, if you're trying to gain favor with God in any kind of way, it's not working, all right? So if you're gonna try to gain favor with God by spending time and in, in, in reading your Bible, God, if, God if, I, if I read through the entire Bible this year, will you do this for me? Well, can I gain enough favor with you by doing that? No. God, if I, if I commit to being a person of prayer and I pray for all my friends, will you do this? No. We don't gain favor with God. It's the same way with fasting. I think this one's particularly dangerous for us because we think that if we're denying ourselves of something, then God's going to give us something back. That's not how this works. This is not a trade-off. This is not you denying yourself of something so that God somehow owes you something. If you're going to try to fast to gain favor with God, you're wasting your time. Don't do that. The next one, lose weight that's not a reason to fast, okay? <laughs> like, that's not, we're in the wrong genre here. But I think sometimes people think they're gonna get a two for one out of this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's like BOGO, spiritual and like physical stuff. That's, that's the wrong, you shouldn't be doing crash diets anyway because you're gonna pass out in school and it will be embarrassing. Don't do that. So let me, let me give you a disclaimer about fasting particularly from food, all right? I'm dead serious here. If you have food issues, if you have anything close to an eating disorder, do not try to fast from food. There's nothing about fasting that's supposed to be at all harmful for you. So if this thing, if, if whatever you're considering, whatever you do consider at any point in the future, if it's remotely harmful to you, that is outside of God's will. Do not do that thing. Do you hear me? If you got food issues, if eating, eating disorders is even on the horizon, do not fast from food. Okay? Don't skip meals to the, like, some point of weird exhaustion or something, man. That, that's not that's not what this is about. You're not trying to, like, deprive yourself of something. You just want to be a little rumbly. That's it. That's all we're going for, okay? It's not, that's, just wanted to put that out there. Um, also with that, on that twofer uh, line, I don't want you to go home and tell your mom that Britain told you to fast from something and you picked homework or something dumb. Um... <laughs> Check your motivation, all right? If you're just just trying to get out of something, hey, uh, coach, uh, my youth pastor told me to fast from something, so I picked practice from now on, so I'm out. (laughs) Call Britain. That is not what we're doing here, okay? If you want to quit your team, quit your team. Don't blame God, all right? It's not a a two-for-one thing. This is all about just you and your relationship with Jesus. If there's anything in your motivation for trying this besides just, man, I want to focus up on Jesus. Don't do it. It's not worth it, okay? So, we got the expectation of it, we got what not to do, and now we're going to get to the how-to. Ready? Verse 17 and 18. It says, but when you fast, again, expectation, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. That means get pretty, all right? When you ask, anoint your head and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others. We got that far, right? When we, we're trying to, whatever we're doing for the, for the name and glory of God, should be for the name and glory of God, not for our own glory. If you're trying to seek somebody thinking you're great, wrong motivation, quit it. Not cool. And he goes on, but says, That your fasting might not be seen by others, but instead by, their, by your Father who sees in secret. That that line right there can be at the same time utterly terrifying and super, super encouraging. Right? Your father who sees in secret. Depending on where you're at in your relationship with God, that is either utterly terrifying to you or humiliating, or it's really, really encouraging that, that God sees what you're doing, even if no one else sees it. That I mean, if, if, if you're struggling to live a life that glorifies God, and you're, you're trying, and you're struggling it out, you're, you're putting in the work, and nobody's, nobody's like trying to build you up. Nobody's noticing. No, there's not any like fruit from that yet. You don't have like the whole like cheer squad with you in the greenhouse. Or something like this. just nothing's. You don't have any like tangible fruit yet. I want you to be reminded that you have a God of the universe who sees what's done regardless of where it's done. He sees you, man. He sees your effort. And that's really what we're working for. We're not working for the effort, for the, for the praise and glory of anybody else. So, That your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. I want to be real careful right there. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you. God is not a God who, like, gives you skateboards or cars or hot girlfriends or whatever. All right? That is not what he is in the business of. Girls, like if you're, if you're going to try to work real hard so that God will finally give you a guy who's not completely stupid, <laughs> we need to talk afterwards, but God's not just going to like lightning bolt a guy like that in your life. That's not what he's, that's not what he's about. So when it says that your father who sees in secret will reward you, <clears throat> let's think about this. Let's think about this. What is the best possible thing for you Ever. The best possible thing in light of eternity for you. What's best? He is. A relationship, a thriving, passionate, deep, abiding relationship with God is what's best for you. It's the best thing anybody could give you. That's the best thing you can get for yourself. That's the best thing that God himself can give you is himself. Don't expect some temporal, material reward. What you're going to get is the God of the universe. You're going to get to spend time with the one who spoke and universes came to be. That's what you get. All right? want to be real careful on the uh, reward thing there. So, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Your fasting may be seen by others, but your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Here's the, here's the journal idea. Keep it between you and God. Keep it between you and God. If you're truly motivated by a desire for him, then this is going to work out. Otherwise, it's going to be a big old waste of time. Keep it between you and God. There's ten reasons. I don't know if they're on the screen. Oh, look. Yeah, uh, somewhere. Yeah, look at that. Ten, Ten reasons. Woo! There's ten reasons for fasting in the Bible. If you can type fast, type notes. That's why I put it up there for you. There's ten reasons to fast that are found throughout Scripture. might be a couple of more, but these are the big ones. All right. Let's kind of run down through these. Strengthen your prayer life. All right. So, um, I'm kind of breaking the rule here from the passage itself. Uh, but it's to help you out. So I'm going to be okay with it. And we'll just assume Jesus is too. Um, so yesterday I skipped breakfast just so I could tell you how it went. All right. So me and Jesus hung out yesterday morning. It was fun. Um, all morning, my stomach grumbled i don't have a lot of fat stores to run off of so i think one meal is good for me to think that's about max in my world all right otherwise i literally might disappear so breakfast was it for me yesterday my prayer life was awesome yesterday morning man i mean every time my stomach it's eating you. i'm eating you right whatever's left and it's gone now and so Every time I kind of had that reminder of what I was doing, I was reminded, yeah, I'm hungry, but I was reminded why I'm hungry, and I was reminded of my desire to spend time with Jesus. So I'd have a little more, more prayer time, just a little bit more time with time with God. Every time that thing did its thing, I was reminded what my priority was, and my prayer life was strengthened by that. That's how this works. Make sense? All right. So seek God's guidance. Those of you who are trying to figure out where to go to college, what to do with the rest of your life, how to raise a kid, whatever. Um, uh, (laughs) Great reason to fast. Um, Express grief. Seek deliverance or protection. We see that a lot um, in Scripture. Repentance and turning to God. Man, if you've been in a black hole of sin for a while and you cannot break out of it, this will keep you focused. It'll keep you focused. It really will. Give it a shot. All right, I hope you're done writing. Keep going. Humbling yourself before God. Mm. Reminds you how reminds you how weak and breakable you are, right? Like if I would have I, mean, I haven't tried this yet because I don't think I'm this strong yet. But uh, if I were to fast for my phone for a day, I would be reminded how ridiculously dumb I am all day long. There's not much more humbling that I can imagine than putting down, like not touching my phone for an entire day or a week. Sounds great, right? All right, asking God to act meeting needs of others, overcoming temptation, man, if you are struggling in an area of temptation and you just cannot seem to get over the hill, try this. It'll help you focus. You won't forget and expressing love and worship. Sometimes, man, I, you just, I just want to, I just, just want to express my love and worship and adoration to my God. And I, I just want to be like, I don't want to have all this other junk messing me up in that. So I, I'm just going to, I'm going to figure out something to fast forward. Sorry, I'm in your way. Um, I want to figure out something to fast forward so that I can, I can really focus in so I can, I can just spend more time in worship that day. That's a great reason to try to figure it out. All right? So hopefully in your small group, somebody wrote most of those down, if they can help you, or I'll talk to you later, or we'll tweet it, or I don't know, something will happen. All right? So, yeah, why don't you just leave that up there? I'll just keep talking, and they'll just ignore me and write. That's fine. That's cool. All right, so here's my challenge to you. Here's your challenge. I want you to try it. All right? If you're going to try to do the food thing, again, with my disclaimer, I'm not kidding about that. If you've got food issues, if you've even, ever had an eating disorder, ever thought about an eating disorder, don't try this. Not worth it. God is not intended for you to have any harm in doing this. If you want to try food fast, start with one little meal, just like me and breakfast. Okay? Half how time I skip breakfast and don't even mean to. So, great little baby steps, baby steps. All right? Start with one little thingy. Drink a lot and drink juices. Drink juice. Don't just drink water. Drink some juice. Get some calories in there. You'll feel, you'll feel fine. Okay? That's, how that's that's my tips on the food fast thing. But I think most of you guys aren't going to do that. I think most of you are going to figure out something else that, that's more appropriate for where you are. I know how addicted I am to my phone. I don't know how addicted you are to your phone. That might be a good starting point. Some of you got your phone in here right now. Like... Somebody hadn't put it down all night. I can see your thumbs moving. I know you're texting there in the middle of a message. You can't put that thing down for 20 minutes to listen to something where God's trying to speak to your heart. Like, I, dude, you're addicted. Like, it's sad. It really is. It's getting kind of pathetic, really. Maybe that's the part where you need to be. Maybe if that's a thing that, like, you can't, you can't break through to God because you can't break away from everything else, that's exactly where you need to be. Start with, like, two hours. Work your way up. Don't cry. All right? Some of you uh, might need to get away from screens. If every day you come home and you're like, hey, I know Britton told me I need to spend time with God in prayer and Bible study, but I don't really have time because I'm on Xbox for four hours. You need to fast from Xbox. That's where, you need to, that's where you're at. That's where you live, okay? That made a lot of buzzy talking noises. I don't know what happened there. Weird. All right, all right, come on, come on back, come on back. You're all right. If you are tempted in some area, listen, if you're tempted in some area, figure out a way to fast from whatever trigger it is. If the internet's a trigger for you, fast from the internet. You don't need it, you ain't gonna die, you'll be fine. Stay away from it, fast from the internet. If your dating relationship is completely like, owned you, and you don't exist apart from your dating relationship, I want you to take a fast from your dating relationship. Start with a the day. Just then work up to forever. All right? <laughs> all right. So, so, with all this extra free time we're going to have where we're not eating breakfast or we're not, you know, playing Xbox for four hours or we're not, whatever you're doing, what are you going to do, what are you going to do with all that free time? Free time. But, yeah, you're not just going to do stupid other stuff, all right? So listen, hey, look at me. You're still chatty, I get it. Um, so that, that time that you free up, even if it's like one day, that 30 minutes where you'd be eating breakfast, you're spending time with God during that 30 minutes. You replace whatever your thing is with time with God. That's the whole goal. All right. So to recap, it's expected of us. It's expected of us to go counterculture for a minute and deny ourselves a little bit for the sake of our relationship with God to help us focus. And it will make you focus. It's unbelievable how effective it is. I promise. But if you do it for the wrong reasons, this is a huge waste of time. You gotta check your motivation. Nobody should know what you're doing. It's just between you and God, and it's a time for you to reconnect with him and, and to be focused in the midst of all your crazy. I want you to try it. I don't, I don't necessarily want you to try the food thing. I just want you to try something. So when you're in small groups, you're going to talk about that a little bit, figure out exactly what, how house is going to look for you. Um, so that, that's my challenge. I want you to start. Cool? Let me pray for you. You guys are going to small groups. God, um, we love you so much. We're thankful that we, have, we even have a choice to get to spend time with you at all. But God, just being honest, there's so much stuff going on in our world sometimes that it's hard for us to catch our breath enough to just manage all the things that are expected of us in a day. God, help us to be wise enough and strong enough and even bold enough, God, to, to be a little bit counterculture for a minute here and set something normal aside so that when that craving hits, whatever that craving looks like, if it's trying to pick up that phone, if that craving's Twitter or Instagram, I don't know what that thing is. But God, when that hits, that we're reminded why we're denying ourselves that thing for a short time. Father, in those times, all we ask is that you meet with us, that you fill us up, You speak to our hearts, and you challenge us, and you change us. In your son's name, pray. Amen.